Hey everybody, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, joined with uh, Andrew Whitman, as always. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good, and hope everybody's doing well wherever in the world you are. Hope you're having a great day. Appreciate you joining us as we continue our discussion and our series on uh, in the name of Jesus, man. It's just yeah, I, I love before, this. Man. this Dude, is, I love this series, man. It's been a lot of fun just to dig in and and uh, just on on so many different levels to see what was happening. In the world at that time, um, you know, geographically, politically, um, the, the, it's interesting. The we were talking about this earlier. The whole term religion didn't really exist. It was right. a way of life, for, right? For the, like daily life, everything that you believed in affected, practice right. affected your daily life. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a ate. philosophy. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're Jewish, it affected you know what you ate, when you ate it, who you ate it with. Right. What. You know, certain days you did certain things. Obviously, on the Sabbath, you didn't do much at all. Um, Even but, like the pantheists, right? if you, yeah, you, you, it affected what you eat and where you worship. And I mean, you went to the right. temple and the feast days and the holidays. And then, of course, then the Jews weren't part of those, so it, that was why they were like separate. And then that's when Peter says we're a peculiar people because the Christians they weren't keeping the Jewish laws and they they were not keeping the pagan feasts and they were called <laughs> yeah. atheists they're like what they don't believe in any god they, yeah. they, oh, we believe in the one god you know it's right like, and, and jesus they believed in the name of jesus and that was what made them a peculiar people and it really it had nothing to do with where you were going to die where you're going to go to right. heaven or hell it had right. nothing to do with that at all it was all about you know your will in heaven being done on earth right as now. it is in heaven yeah, yeah. in my life right yeah. where i walk in those seven parts of salvation well and as we we walk through the story and i know we're going to get into some more of it today, the interesting thing really is to see just how disruptive the name of Jesus is. So disruptive. Because we saw last week, that our last episode, Peter ends up kind of begrudgingly, but he ends up going up to uh, Joppa, right? And he yeah, has the, the vision. And oh, he has a vision, he gets, and he goes up to Caesarea. And he doesn't really know what it means until he gets in front of these guys, like, hey, you got to come with us. And of course, they probably didn't tell him where they were going or who they were going to see. But in, in a normal life uh, or normal circumstance, he would have never gone to see and hung out with guys that were, you know, with the Roman Empire and that no. were, you know, um, they they, were, they would have never mixed. They would have never spent the night well, in the same house got, together. He would have got canceled and blacklisted. Right away. Which they did. They tried to. Yeah. And then he's like, look, the Holy Spirit fell on him. You guys, were, he had some witnesses that were also of the circumcision, you know, Jew, Jewish, you know, Law keepers, and they were like, "Yeah, the Holy Ghost fell on them, just like it did on yeah. us on the day of Pentecost." So that that kind of got Peter out of it, but he keeps falling back into it as we go through the Book of Acts. You'll see that they keep going back to this making the way, as Paul called it, which mm-hmm. is you know Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." They kept making it not the way, but going back to keeping the law or a right. set of behaviors, you know, and 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 try to keep making it a code of behaviors instead of mm-hmm. a way of life. Well, we were talking about this earlier too that the to get inside the mentality of the um, some of the early believers and uh, the church in Jerusalem and the really the 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 um, Pharisees and the said all the the, the, the Jewish, Sanhedrin and all yeah, the religious leaders, the Jewish yeah. establishment, and and if you guys if you're interested. Um, 
there's a great book on this. I'm going to recommend it. The I'm Jewish gonna, you know, Deep State. Yeah, called. <laughs> I don't like Sorry. that. Yeah. But there's a great book called Paul Biography by uh, N.T. Wright, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's an Anglican bishop, and uh, just he goes a deep dive into what was happening in the culture. Right, and it's biographical. It's yeah. not like theological. Yeah. Goes, you know, if you want to know, like kind of the narrative of, More what's of going who on. Paul is and, yeah. and or was and what he was doing. But one of the things he talks about is just the mentality that the Jewish leaders had back then is that, look, you got throughout their history, starting with Abraham all the way till present, when they followed God, when they were with God, everything went great. And kept the covenant. And kept the covenant. Yeah. Right. When they strayed from God, when they worshiped other idols, and they, you know, the golden calf with Aaron, all, like it started going south. Yeah, right you could see, you know, and, and they got a moment where they basically forsake, forsook everything that God gave them. And what did he, what happened then? Well, then the conquering armies came and Correct. carried them away to Babylon, you know, or the Roman Empire. So they're thinking the mentality at this time in in the in the Jewish culture was, or at least a sect of it was, we need to stay on the straight and narrow and keep the covenant because if we get off. Um, Bad stuff's going to happen. We're going right. to put in slavery again, and the only way we can avoid that is by keeping the covenant, keeping the right. law. And their version of the covenant was the law. Right. And all the stuff that went with it, and the traditions, right. and the, all the things they added to it. And, so now right. you see this upstart movement coming, and you know, for their, their, what they're concerned with, Jesus was just some prophet, self-proclaimed teacher that they just got rid of. They didn't see him, obviously, as anything more than that. I mean, they would they would maybe say, oh, yeah, well, he's doing some nice things and healing people, but they didn't see him as a Messiah. They missed the whole thing about the crucified Messiah. Right. How could this guy be a Messiah? He got crucified. Like, he was supposed to defeat the Romans and set up the Well, and that's God's where kingdom. Paul comes in, and he shows them in the Scriptures where the Messiah had to be crucified, and he goes— right, that's but, they, but they missed all that, right? They missed it, but when Paul uh, and saw—remember, we saw yeah. his conversion, and then— you know, that 14 years, we're going to pick up the story now after his transformation, you know, 14 yeah. years of going, you know, he's taught three years of Jesus personally in the desert, and then he went back to Tarsus for 10 years, and, you know, we're going to pick up the story there in about 46 AD. It's at the end of that 14 years. Right. Well, and what we see too now is that, like, Peter encountered, so he's he's going, taking the, the message to the Gentiles, really, the, for his first time doing that. Really anybody. That was like God, right? God put his stamp of approval on the Gentiles yeah. get this message. See, by, he comes yeah. back to Jerusalem, at the, we saw last. He goes episode, back to Jerusalem. And it's like, they're, they're ripping him, and he's like, well, because think about from their perspective, here are these people now that are, consider themselves part of God's covenant, some of them are, are Jews that are no longer keeping the law and the traditions, and others are Gentiles that were worshiping idols. And it's like, wait a minute, what are, right. what, What's, what are these working? people doing in our covenant? This is in, right. It's our thing. It's not their thing. And <laughs> right. if they want to do it, then they got to do. They do it. They got to do it our they way. Got to do it our way. Right. Yeah. So this is where we kind of left off, and and is uh, the uh, Acts chapter eleven. I want to start in verse eighteen. This is at the end, you know, where Peter's the end of where we left off last week. But the, you know, the Holy Ghost fell on them, and then then when they heard this. They quieted down and glorified and praised God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance that leads to eternal life. That is real life after earthly death. Right, so now they're like, okay, this message is also for the Gentiles. Then then we're going to pick up in verse 19. So then, since they were unaware of these developments, those who had scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with the stoning of Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch without telling the message of salvation through Christ to anyone except the Jews. So now I want to stop right here, and this, this packs so much into this. Mm-hmm. Remember when Philip went to Samaria after Phil, after Stephen was stoned? Remember, he's like, oh, wait. Remember that when he's like, oh, we got to do the commission. Right. 
this goes back to that. It flashes back. Philip wasn't the only guy. There was a bunch of other believers and disciples. Remember, there's two kinds of believers and disciples. Yeah. They left because of that persecution, and they went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, which is, you know... Basically southern Turkey, Turkey right? Well, Antioch yeah. is up, yeah, like southern Turkey or yeah. north of uh, Syria. Cyprus is that island. Right. Right, and then Phoenicia is like Lebanon, right? So right. they go up there, and they're teaching the message. Now, <laughs> watch this at verse 20. But... There were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks or the Gentiles as well, proclaiming to them the good news about the Lord Jesus. So these guys are fulfilling the commission oh, even cool. without knowing anything about what happened with Cornelius or right. Peter. They didn't have permission to do this, but they're, they, clearly the Holy Ghost is with them, and there they go. They're off and running. No one had to tell them. They just followed their conscience. Yeah. That's cool. So this is going viral even yeah. without your help, Peter and James and John and the twelve and you know. Right. I, I, Elijah said this when he's like, "Oh, I'm the only one that's keeping the covenant, God. I just feel I'm the only one." And God's like, "Listen, I've got seven thousand other that haven't bent the knee that are covenant keepers." So just because Acts talked about Philip or Peter and Paul. God's got plenty of others. There were others just like we don't today. hear about. Right. And just yeah. like that, that's like, you know, my kids are like, is anyone else even keeping the cup? Because we don't see people walking in power. We don't see people yeah. fulfilling the great. We don't. We, I'm like, yeah, God's got plenty out there that we don't know about mm -hmm. that haven't bent the knee, that are keeping the covenant. They're out there in pockets. They're doing it. They're just like us. There's plenty of them. I know it feels like we're alone, but we're not. So I want you to look at this. There's a couple of dudes that weren't even from Jerusalem. They're from Cyrus, Cyprus and Cyrene, and they go to Antioch. And they're so here's somebody we don't even know their name, right? Not even listed in the book, doesn't yeah. say anything about them except where they're from, mm -hmm. fulfilling the commission. So, even if you're not quote getting credit for it, don't worry about it. If you don't have a big, don't worry about it, just yeah. do the work, be willing and obedient, and you'll eat the good of the land. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, good stuff. Okay, and in verse 21, and the hand and the power of the and the presence, the power and the presence of the Lord was with them. And this these two dudes are these guys, it says some of them, but they came from these two different places. They go to Antioch. The power and the presence is with them. And a great number who believed turned to the Lord for salvation. Remember, salvation is spiritual health, right? Physical health, mental health emotional health, social health, good relationships, financial health, provision, and safety. They get the package of salvation, and they accept and draw near to Jesus as Messiah and Savior. Now, the news of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Now, Barnabas, remember, was the guy that first vouched for Saul after his conversion. Mm -hmm. He brought them in. And Barnabas... Why does Barnabas have power, man? He's got to have some wealth and influence. He's right? got he wealth. back and forth. He's a real yeah. estate developer. Yeah. Right? And so he, he and listen, it's the same as it was as it is now. <laughs> the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules right now. But he's got money, so, they're gonna let, so they, they send Barnabas. And when he arrived, he saw the grace of God that was bestowed upon them. That's the Gentiles. And he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with un, a way, an unwavering heart to stay true and devoted to the Lord. For Barnabas was a good man, privately and publicly. Mm. Mm. 
His godly character benefited both himself and others. And he was full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith in Jesus the Messiah, through whom believers have everlasting life, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Now, you got a whole other group coming in. He, mm. There was a great number. Then they send somebody up there from Jerusalem who knows a little bit about more about the Word and what's going on, because these guys were just winging it. Right. They had no, they didn't, they didn't know, no All they knew was word. the message. All they knew was right. salvation, right? So they're just preaching salvation. People are getting—but now, so you see that to go from believer to disciple requires the teaching and the discipline. Remember, the commission right. that Jesus gave us the first time was to go ye into all the world and make disciples. Right. Continually teaching them. Remember mm -hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what's going on here. So it's a, it's a one-two punch. So and then Barnabas, in verse 25, left for Tarsus to search for Saul. He's like, man, I need help with this. Yeah, I need to find that guy. And I know a guy. Yeah. It's been 14 years. I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> right. And when he found him, see, that sounds like it just happened. Like uh, He had to leave Antioch, go to Tarsus, which is even further away, right? Right. Find where, hey, we have you guys seen Saul, the Pharisee? You remember the guy that was, and then he got born again, and now he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's a tent maker. Oh, yeah, he's over there. And he finds the family business, and he finds him. And he brought him back to Antioch. He didn't just like, grab him and say, let's go. I'm sure there was like a conversation ensued. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, we the Bible looks that. like, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's a whole like mini series in and itself. And then watch right there, right? Then this next sentence goes, and for an entire year, they met with others in the church and instructed For a whole them. year, just yeah, one sentence. Just one, yeah, for an entire year, they did that, and they instructed Was Luke, the doctor, like short on paper when he wrote this? I mean, now he wanted to get like in one scroll and all. He's like, like, he's like Ernest Hemingway, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he, for an entire year, they met with others in the church and instructed large numbers, and it was in Antioch, that the disciples who? The disciples who? The disciples were first called Christians. That's the first time we see this. It's word the first up here, time, right? And I want we bandy this about like Christian is like our religion. What religion are you? Put it on your dog tags in the Marine Corps. I'm Christian. No, um, the believers weren't called Christians. The disciples, disciples, were called Christians. Yeah. And the word Christ means anointed one, and Christian means a little anointed yeah. one. So that means you're, remember, and anointing is the power. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Remember, those that believe in the basis of the name, these signs will follow them. That's right. where the power is. And remember, that's the disciple. The believers are the believers. They believe on Jesus. They have no power. They're not disciples. They're just believers. Remember, in the second group in the commission was non-believers. Mm -hmm. They already have to deal with whatever got coming to them. You know, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Your life is what it is. And then there's the disciples who were the first time these ones were called little Christs. That's what Christian means. Little anointed one, little Christ, wow. mini Christ, yeah. mini me of Jesus. Yeah, little little Messiah people. Right. So if you just <laughs> call yourself a Christian, it means you could call, I could call myself a car that doesn't make me one. <laughs> Are you following that? Yeah, yeah. So we it's, say, oh, I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. Well, so you're an anointed one. Like a mini me of Jesus, you're laying hands on the sick and they recover. You're taking up any right, taking up any deadly thing. You're taking down serpents, uh, you casting out de devils in His name, taking authority over the enemy, walking in power, healing all that are oppressed of the devil. If you're not doing that, you're not a Christian. Mm. You're not a little Christ. You're not an anointed one. If you're not walking in the power and the presence of God, 
That's going to ruffle some feathers. But it is what it is. I didn't write. I'm just reading it. Send your hate mail to Andrew. Yeah. <clears throat> at logosuncovered at gmail.com. <laughs> so stop calling yourself. A, it's not even up to you to call yourself a Christian. That's something that somebody else recognizes in your life that yeah. you're walking as a little, a little anointed one. The anointing is on their life. And when they walk in, things happen. There's shadow, right? I can't wait to get member with Peter with the shadow. and uh, Almost like you have, you, have, you have a presence, right? Like you've talked about before, when you walk in the room, you're not just walking as Andrew. You're walking with the creator of the universe. Creator of the universe It's is not me. just like a false bravado. You just... No. Yeah. And it's not you being like, oh, I'm so great. It's no. Not. It's who I got with me. Right. And you don't I, see him, but he's there. <laughs> correct. And I see him, right? That's yeah. where, you know, and again, go back to Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha. They're surrounded, you know, and they're in this, you know, they're surrounded under siege with the, the, the Assyrians are there. And, and his, his apprentice is like, oh, we're in such trouble. And he's like, hey, there's more with us than with them. And, and the apprentice is like, are you crazy? And he says, Lord, open his eyes that they may see. And then they see all the legions of angels surrounded the Syrians. And he's like, oh. So I would pray <laughs> that your, eye, your yeah. spiritual eyes would be open, that you see, that you could see what I see. Right, right. That's a Christian. Mm. You walk in the anointing and the power of God that you, you know, when you walk in, you're healing all that are oppressed of the devil. I'm not scared of the devil. He's scared of me. Mm. I ain't scared of COVID. COVID's scared of me. I'm not scared of sickness. Sickness is scared of me. I'm not scared of poverty and lack. Lack and poverty is scared of me. When I walk in, I'm bringing the solution of the creator of the universe with me. Name above all names, Jesus Christ of Nazareth walks in with me. Mm. And in fact, it says that we're the body of Christ, we're his hands, we're his feet, we're his arms, we're his eyes, we're his ears. We're the ones that are supposed to act here on the planet as him. Remember, all authority he in did, heaven and earth is given to me. Yeah. He did all, all work he's done, he's already done. Yeah, he's not doing it. It's anything. our job it's now. Our, it's correct. Pick up the torch. Remember, and, we said last week, angels can't use the yeah. name of Jesus. It's up yeah. to us to. Right. And stop calling yourself a Christian. Let other people say that about you. Hmm. Because it's no different than saying I'm a Ferrari or I'm a Mustang or I'm a house or I'm a car or I'm a cow. I said, right. you know it. Yeah. Are you following that? I am. I'm, I, I know that's it. a pretty. No, I mean that's again. You just kind of normally just reading over this would kind of just miss that. But man, what a huge and it's just hidden. It's just right there. That right. If it said and the believers were called Christians, that changes that. But that would that would, different. That would the people believe they read that probably right. as. Believers, right? Then it would be that. But when you understand what disciple means, like you've just laid out, it's such a high honor to be to ascend to that level of understanding. Right. And, and, and let me and, tell you, this was not a. It wasn't a high honor. Not, not right. When they not, called them Christians, it was like a bad name. Yeah. Like they were yeah. like they were trying to cancel them. Oh, look at them, little Christ. It's like right. what people would do. Like now. an insult. Right. They would yeah. say the same thing. Oh, you think that you're equal to God? No, but God said that I am. I'm a joint heir with Christ. Yeah. Oh, you think and you that can be too? Right. Exactly. It's <laughs> available to you. Right. Yeah. I mean, every human. That's why Jesus said you got to be born again. You got to be first be born of water. Right. You have to be a human. You can't be you know hatched here and become born again. <laughs> it's. Right. You can't be like a, a cow or a whale or a dolphin and get born again. Right. You got to be human, mm. and then you can, right, because we're the only God-class being. That's right. why Lucifer hates us so much. But I mean, we skip over this, and this is such a huge deal. Because people are like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. And Christians, Christians, Christians. Yeah, it's all just, well, I don't, there's very few Mm. that I run across that are actually operating as little anointed ones. Mm. And certainly not like Barnabas, who, <clears throat> who are both good privately and publicly. It's easy to put on the show publicly, 
What's your private life look like? There's so many big name ministers that once you get behind the curtain, you're like, holy smoke. Yeah. I mean, because I was in that, you know, oh, yeah. I was being trained to be one of them. It's it's just crazy. So let's not call ourselves a Christian. Let somebody else call it to us. And if it's an insult, fantastic. Remember, uh, back with Peter and John, such as I have, give I you know give I you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Remember, the crowds looked at them and held them in high esteem, but they weren't didn't want to be part of them. But they held them in high esteem. The ones that were beating them were the people who were in power that was messing with their economic or political power. Right. So let them call me a Christian, because mm. you're scared of me. But you're really not scared of me at all. Who you scared of is Christ in me. Right, right. Because Andrew doesn't have nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can't do anything of my own. It's like I, I'm, I don't do the healing. You know, I don't get make the devil move. You know, I don't get the demons to go away. I don't open blind eyes. It's not me. I'm just the agent. The, you know, the right. one that shows up so that the Jesus vehicle. can do something. Right. Yeah. The pipe. Mm. The vessel. Vessel of honor, right? So in verse 27, now at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them was named Agabus. And he stood up and prophesied through the Holy Spirit that a severe famine would come upon the entire world, and this did happen during the reign of Claudius. Now, there's a lot of, quote, prophecy stuff out there as we get closer to the end times and people are prophesying this and that, and this guy's prophesied to be that head of state and all this kind of crazy stuff. Here's, and it says in the old Testament in Deuteronomy, it says, here's how you know if a prophet sent from me, God said, if what they said comes to pass, Seems fair. then believe them. If what they said didn't come to pass, yeah. <laughs> then they're not for me. They didn't talk for me and don't pay any attention to them ever again. Right. Interesting, because if you don't know that, then this doesn't, you're like, doesn't make sense. But it does make sense when it says that what he pa- prophesied came to pass. So this is a guy we need to take seriously. Right, take Agabus yeah. seriously, because later on in the story, several years from now, Agabus comes back and tells Paul not to go to Jerusalem because they're going to arrest him. Hmm. After this is like the third or fourth time the Holy Spirit tries to tell Paul not to go to Jerusalem, and Paul just overrides this guy and, you know, Philip's daughters and the Holy Spirit and says, I'm ready to die if I have to. Well, that gets him locked up. Yeah. So he missed it. So even the Apostle Paul missed it because, but th- remember this, put this on the back burner because when we eventually get to the story, this Agabus guy shows up again and is full of the Holy Ghost and prophesies something to Paul, which Paul ignores. Hmm. So if there's people in your, let me say this, let's bring it to fast forward right, yeah. to practical. If there's people in your life that have, and all prophecy is, is divinely inspired utterance, speech. Okay. So, like, I'm prophesying right now, if you will. What I'm saying, you know the difference with when I'm in the, under the anointing and when we're just having a conversation. Right, right. Divinely inspired speech. If you had people in your life that have spoken into your life with divinely inspired speech and it, these things helped you then those are people that you should also listen to again in the future. Mm. If they speak into your life and it didn't come to pass or it was a disaster, those are people that you shouldn't listen to in the future. That seems very practical. Yeah, It does, but this is easier said than done. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure, as because, everything right, is, right? Because there's people, because <laughs> right now... Paul's like, oh, yeah, that's great. There's going to be a famine. And then there was a famine that came to pass. And then they, they, oh, wow, that's like God showed up. You know, look at that. That guy. 
But when it um, it affects what Paul's own selfish agenda is, I'm going to Jerusalem, uh, and this guy says, listen, I'm telling you, don't go there. He doesn't listen to he it. He doesn't remember that he was right before. Or he, if or he, he does, kinda, he... Like, no like, matter what, I'm but going. But not this time, yeah, right? Yeah, that's great so, that I'm going. Right, so this is the thing, is that... And this has happened to me, where you, you know, God uses me to speak into somebody's life, and they'll be like, they dismiss it, and then like five years later, they'll be like, I'll get a message on Facebook, you were right. Like, that's mm. it. Like, you were right. Yeah. I'm like, congratulations, but you could have skipped the last five years. Yeah. Right, so, but remember that when people, and I've had people speak into my life, I listened to them more than the ones that spoke, and it was nonsense. Right. Does that make sense? And I'm not, and when we're talking about, I am not, I know what the end time biblical timeline is. Yeah, you're not is, talking about that. But I'm not talking, right, and yeah. I, also, I'm not worried about it. Right. It'll unfold how it unfolds. I'm right. not spending all my time trying to figure it out and look at, yeah, I'm aware of what's going on, but what I'm trying to do is fulfill the Great Commission. That's what we were told to do. Right. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, right? Go make disciples. That's what my job is. It's not to worry about whether, you know, this thing or that thing is about to happen or this sign or that sign, which is funny because the disciples are always asking that, the 12, to Jesus. He's like, listen, man, it's the Father. I don't, I'm not, yeah. I don't even know. Like, the <laughs> Father knows. He's not telling me. This stuff's going to happen. you got nothing to do with it. Don't worry about right, it. Hey, pay attention. Do listen, your job. Right, do your job, man. you got one job <laughs> the, the, to do. That only Literally. you can do. Right. You have one job. Do it. Right. So then in verse 29, so the disciples, not the believers, but the disciples decided to send a contribution, each according to his individual ability, to the believers who lived in Judea. And this they did, sending the contribution to the elders via Barnabas and Saul. Hmm. So who are the givers? The disciples. The disciples, the ones that operate. We talked about this last week with Tabitha, a disciple. She had means. She had... The, she had the name of Jesus operating in her life. The seven parts of salvation or redemption were operating so she could give to others. Stop working believers for your cash, and if you're a believer and you don't have any, then become a disciple, and then you'll be giving and contributing to others. It makes it right? It's yeah. just kind of closing the, do, the loop on last week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good stuff. So it wasn't just like that one-off. We'll see it again here. Okay, now let's pick up and... and in chapter 12. Remember, where's Peter? Where did we leave him off? He was in, back in where? Um, where did he Caesarea. go back to? Yeah, but where oh, did he go? Oh, he went back to Jerusalem. Oh, he went back to Jerusalem. Had to give a report to the right. council. And he goes back, and then he stays there. <laughs> and then all the other disciples, they're staying there. Right? So remember, we're not supposed to be there. Right. We're, that's not where we're supposed to be. So remember, and here's the, here's, the, here's the thing, right? They stayed there for the two years, and then Stephen gets killed. Mm-hmm. Then they begin to do the commission. Right. They scatter. So now this goes on for, this is like another, this is 14 years, so we're like 12 years later. We've camped out again. We're back, and we're camping out. Remember, there was peace and prosperity and comfort of the Holy Ghost, remember? And now, here's what's called the second persecution. Hmm. This is not God doing it to us. It's because we continue, we, uh, there's a song that says, seldom we don't remember that the glory came and went. Right, because we'll camp out wherever the glory is, right. and then we just stay there. And then the glory moved on, and we stayed here. Kind of like the sun sets. Right. It doesn't stick there. It's not noon forever. Right. right. So, And this is what happens. The human nature is that once it's good here, we yeah. just stay here. So now, here we go again now. And, and yeah, it's going to be summer all year long. All year just long. Just going to hang right. out and party. Verse uh, 1 of chapter 12. Now, at that time, Herod, King Agrippa I, King of the Jews... 
arrested some who belonged to the church, intending them harm. And he was a guy that was basically installed by Rome, right? He was, yeah, he, he remember, was a, and you, this is like a, a descendant king. of Herod yeah. that killed John the Baptist. And yeah, 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 those yeah. are the Herodians, right? Right. So they're yeah, they're like um, they're not really Jews. They're the either, royal right? line. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're, but they're, I mean, they're not really of the. They're not loved by the people, right? They're they're right. basically they're more uh, like middlemen. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a mix of remember Edom, yeah, which was uh, yeah. you know Esau's, and also the Samarians. Remember when Jesus went to Samaria? It's yeah. this group. They're mixed of Jewish blood. They just got enough to like know the customs and speak the language, yeah. but and they they're not really on. all in on everything Correct. that's going on. Right. And they're Rome's guys, right? So. They're political political. Gotcha. Survive. They're not even Rome's guys necessarily. They're just political. Um, I don't want to say survivalist, but you know they well, kind of they are they're surviving politically, but they're they take advantage of whatever the wherever the wind blows mm. in order go. for them to stay in power. I've never heard of that. Never heard of that before. before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Herod had James, the brother of John. Remember the Sons of Thunder, James yes. and John. Remember Peter, James, and John were the inner three. Right. Had him put to death with the sword, and he saw that it pleased the Jews. So he proceeded to have Peter arrested as well, and this was during the Days of Unleavened Bread of the Passover week. Hmm. Sounds familiar. So, and then people are like, well, see, James was a martyr. Yeah, James had no business being there, and neither did Peter. But Peter, remember, was the one that, you know, you're the rock, I'm going to build my church, gates yeah. of hell, right? So God's like, well. This guy can't die. I got to like, get him out of here. Yeah. Uh, you know. So when they seized Peter, they put him in prison and turning him over to four squads of soldiers of four each to guard him in rotation throughout the night. So the National Guard gets called in and mm. uh, they lock him up. And they planning after Passover to bring him out before the people for execution. So Peter was kept in the prison, but fervent and persistent prayer for him was being made by, uh, to God by the church. And the very night before Herod, now watch, so he's in there all week. How long were prayers being made? Like from immediately. Mm. And one, one of these days I'll teach on prayer and how that, how it, yeah. that activates, but yeah, we yeah. don't have time right now. But anyway, so, but it, it, it's, God waits until the night before Herod's supposed to bring Peter forward. And Peter's sleeping, so he ain't worried about it. Peter's just sleeping. He's like, yeah, okay, he ain't worried about the next day I'm supposed to get executed. He don't, you know, between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the sentries were in front of the door guarding the prison. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appears beside him, and a light shone into the cell. So here comes the angel, and he turns on his, you know, flashlight into Peter's face. You know, hey, man, look at that. The angel struck Peter on the side, awake, and he smacks him, and he said, get up quickly. That's so he hilarious. shines the light of Peter's face, and Peter's That's still awesome. sleeping. That's awesome. He's it like, is. dude, I, this guy's sleeping. I could just kind of like, hey, Nudge, hey buddy, nudge him. Hey, no, hey, he hey, smacks wake him. Up. He's just like, I'm going to get a, man, this yeah. guy's such an, I'm going to get a free shot. At. Yeah. Knucklehead, you don't belong in Jerusalem. Yeah, Why'd you come back? Here, I would right? hit the be here for you if you had listened to done right. the job, right? right? So he shines the light in his face, that. and Peter's still snoozing. So then he smacks him. Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. So the angel says, prepare yourself and strap on your sandals and get ready for whatever may happen. And so he did. He puts his shoes on. Get dressed, man. So the angel told him, put on your robe and follow me. Put your shoes on. Now put your coat on and follow me. So Peter went out following the angel. He didn't realize that this was being done by the angel it was real, but he thought he was seeing a he's vision. He's like he's having a dream, dream right? right? He's yeah. dreaming this. Yeah. And when they passed the first guard and then the second set of guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city. They just like walk right by these guys. Yes. 
And look, <laughs> and now they're out in the, the gate that goes into the city. And the, like, here's the prison gates, right? And of its own accord, it swings open for them. Open says me. And they went out and went along one of the streets. And at once, they get outside into the city and the angel leaves him. And verse 11, Peter comes to his senses like he's fully awake now. And he says, now I know for a certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod from all that the Jewish people were expecting to do to me. And when he realized what had happened, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many believers who believers, believers were gathered together yeah. and were praying continually, and they had been praying all night. Now, John Mark is the guy that wrote the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. Right. He's also a cousin to Barnabas. He's related to Barnabas. So that explains he he goes along with with the, Paul and right. Barnabas, which we'll see here in a yeah. you know. So, okay. But and and they're also related to Peter. Oh, okay. One big happy family. Yeah, I'm telling you, when you look back at this stuff, you're like all really all the it's, I know Jesus didn't have any it's but it's all like, his family. Dude, it's kind of like the uh like the Star Wars spoiler, it's been out yeah. for two years, so yeah, you shouldn't be worried right. about it. But like the story was all about the Skywalker right, family. The Skywalker, like right. it's like, all incestuous, right? Yeah. Right. Like, say it's incestuous. But, so that's kind of it's just, so. Like James and John, right? Peter, James, and John. James and John. Their mom is Salome, who is the sister to Mary, the Virgin Mary, Jesus's mother. Okay, run that back. So. Salome is the mother to Peter, James, and... No, just to James and John. To James and John, right. okay. Now, Peter and Andrew are a separate family, but they're connected somehow because they're business partners. Yeah. Peter and Andrew are business partners with James and John, really Zebedee the dad. Okay. See, that, that's what, remember, when the when he calls the disciples Peter and Andrew first, then he goes, they're like, it's really... They would have known each other made sense. Right. Not, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's one business. Yeah. They're partners. But it also made sense that they would have known who Jesus was, right. too. Cause well, because Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. Right. And he came back and told him, hey, yeah, I found the Messiah, because John the Baptist, he was there so when he baptized Jesus. You what, found how what, this what you're inter- saying is it wasn't love at first sight when Jesus walked in the dock and said, hey, guys, come with me? Right. No, he knew who these guys were, <laughs> and they kinda, knew, right. They kind of pitched that way. Right, and that's why, <laughs> and, and John is always like, I'm the disciple Jesus loved. It's his cousin they grew yeah. up together. Yeah. Right, and also the cousins with John the Baptist. Elizabeth is cousins of Mary. Yeah, these kids are all Salome. the same Little League baseball team, right? I mean, Correct. It's, yeah. it's a family affair, man. That's cool. I just want you to No, that's cool. It. I'm glad you've unpacked it. That's yeah, because a lot of people don't realize that they're all... This, there's so much, you know, relation in here. Yeah. Okay, so they're all at, Mar- at John Mark's mother's house. And remember, John Mark was the kid in, like, Mark, when he said, you know, you know when Peter, like, cut the ear off, and <laughs> yeah. there was a guy there that was just in his pajamas. There was a young man in his pajamas. That was John Mark. He's like, he oh. threw himself in there, a guest appearance. You know, it was like my cameo. <laughs> I'm writing this book. He's really, Peter's <laughs> dictating all that happened in the gospel, and he writes himself in there because he's writing it down. He's like, oh, and there was a young man that was in his pajamas. That's funny. You know, right, that was him. So, and then he Peter knocks on verse 13, knocks on the door of the gateway. So he's outside. So if, if you like ever been gate, the, right, gate, in the yeah. Middle East, there's always a, a front gate and it's outside. Right. The, right. So he's beating on the outside door. And a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Now, let's just hang on here for just a second. These people are rich. Yeah. You have your own house. You have a house state. with a gate. Yeah. It's an estate. Yeah. And then you're not answering your own front door. The servant goes to answer the front <laughs> right. door. Right. So we just skip over this. And totally are, skip right. over that. These are rich people. Okay. Which makes sense because Barnabas is their cousin. He's rich. Right. <laughs> and Peter and James and John, they all had business owners. They were rich. See, everybody acts like the disciples and, all, you know, Jesus. Right. They were all poor people. No. They weren't. 
And remember, Jesus was the original trust fund baby. Right. Yeah. What did you think the three kings were bringing? Yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You think it was like one gold coin, a little box of myrrh, and here's a little sniff of frankincense. I mean, come on. It, it was it massive amounts. Be, of, it, it was would, millions it, that and millions would not of dollars. Be, that was bothering me. That would not be a gift worthy of a king. No, it was millions it's and like millions penance, of dollars. You know? Probably how Joseph started the yeah. uh, construction business, right. which they also own. And how they probably survived in Egypt for all those years. Yeah, that's how they were living off. Right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, Rhoda answers Future series. The door. <laughs> 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 all right. So, Rhoda answers the door. Right. At 14. She recognizes, she recognizes Peter's voice, but in her joy, she fails to open the gate. <laughs> she just, like, takes off running. Peter's out there. So, she leaves him, <laughs> but ran in and announced that Peter was standing in the front of the gateway. That's funny. <laughs> That's the thing my daughter would do. Yeah, like, like run back, leave right. the person. Hey, Daddy, someone's yeah, like, well, you're going to let him in? you let it right. <laughs> but they don't even say let him in. They're like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, he's in jail. We know that. You're crazy. But she kept insisting it was so, and they kept saying, no, it's got to be his angel or his ghost. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but meanwhile, Peter continues knocking <laughs> on the door. He's like, hey, hey, I'm out here. I'm still here, guys. And when they, it's like the old Fred Flintstone when they lock him out and the cat you know, throws him out. <laughs> And when they opened the door, they saw him, and they were completely amazed, or it says in the Greek, numb with shock. Mm. But motioning to them with his hand to be quiet and listen, because they're just freaking out, Yeah, he describes how the Lord led him out of the prison, and he said, report these things to James... Now, this isn't the James that just got killed because he's dead. James, brother of Jesus, This is right? James, the brother of Jesus, yeah. who's in, running the church in Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. And the brothers and sisters there, and he left and went to another place. So he, like, here's the second persecution. The angel gets him out and, like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of You're Jerusalem. Not hanging around. The neighbors hear the, the commotion. They're going to call the cops. They're going to put you right back in that jail you just came from. So get, get gone. Yeah, he's gone, and now right. he's out of there. He, and, and he starts his, you know, missionary journeys. If yeah. you know, It doesn't say it like that, but he goes around and he preaches. But he's no longer in Jerusalem. Right. Yeah, I mean, we right. see, I mean, there's tradition says that he was in, like, Rome, there was the Church of Babylon, all these other things, yeah. and there's a bunch of controversy about those things, but he's not in Jerusalem. What you do know is he ain't hanging out in he Jerusalem. He finally got the message. Right. So he also goes, hangs out at Antioch for a while because he gets in a fight with Paul. So he <laughs> knocked out, dragged out. That never happens at church. <laughs> Two leaders having a disagreement. So now in verse 18, now when the day came, so now it's morning, there was no, I love how, there's no small disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. <laughs> There's 16 of them. They're chained, like the two soldiers, one chained on one side, one chained on the other. You know, with the big handcuffs, like prisoner transport? Right. The they wake guy. up, and he's gone, and the chains are empty. <laughs> no small disturbance, I'll bet. And when Herod had searched for him, they couldn't find him. So they're going all throughout the city. Then he interrogates the guards and commanded that they be led away to execution. <laughs> Rough day. <laughs> then he went down to Judea and Caesarea Martima and spent some time there. Who went down was Herod. Herod, Herod, Herod went down. Yeah, he goes down to right. Yeah. And so they execute the guards and he can't find Peter. So now he's going to, like, he leaves town. Now, this is interesting, this little next piece. It really has nothing to do with the commission. Mm. But remember, this guy, he killed James. He's about to kill Peter. He kills these guards. He's not a nice guy, he's not a good guy. Right. He's a political opportunist. And you're going to see here, uh, he goes and he holds a, a rally, and there's a giant crowd. Mm. I'm guessing he makes a little mistake with the speech. Yeah, he doesn't. He he does make a mistake. Does here. Twitter ban him, or, or is, Twitter should have banned him? It would have. Would have helped him. <laughs> would have helped. 
<laughs> now Herod Agrippa the first in verse twenty was extremely angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon and of their delegates that came in a united group after persuading Blastus, the king's chamberlain, to support their cause. They asked for peace because their country was fed by imports of grain from other goods from a king's country. So what we have here is a political fight uh, between seaports and trade, who's, a trade, trade disagreement, right. right? Tariffs and all this yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, so it's the you know the NAFTA or USMCA whatever it is the trade agreement the TPP it's falling <laughs> apart, and so on an appointed day Herod dressed himself in his royal robes and he sat on his throne and he began delivering a speech to the people. The assembled people kept shouting, "It is the voice of a god and not a man." Uh, of course, he was like, no, no, guys, come on, calm no, down. No, I'm not. I'm not a god. I'm just this yeah, guy, just Herod. Guy. I'm a come man. Yeah, no, nope. He's Be like, reasonable. And they start worshiping him, and he's like, they start And he chanting, stops that, too, right? Herod, 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 you know, like, uh, and, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and at once, the angel of the Lord, at, immediately, he doesn't get a long time to stop this, right? At once, the angel strikes him down because he did not give God the glory, but instead permitted himself to be worshipped. Mm, big mistake. And they don't just strike him dead. This is kind of funny. It's like he was eaten by worms and died five days later. So you see, like you die and then you're eaten by worms five no, days later. No, no, he was he's eaten, eaten by worms. His, he was like eaten oh, from the wow. inside out by worms and he died five oh, days. Oh, so he's like so he had five days. Yeah, five days of this. Yeah. Yeah. So don't let yourself be worshipped, worshipped, right? In front of a crowd. Gotcha. At all. <laughs> oh well, yeah. At all. Don't put yourself like right. I'm God. Yeah. You know? Oh, enough. look at me. I'm the man. That that's what happened to Lucifer. Yeah, But the word of the Lord, the good news about salvation through Christ, continued to grow and spread, increasing in effectiveness. Hmm. And then it throws us this little side deal in here, which will remember like Paul and Barnabas went to Jerusalem to bring the contribution. So that remember was going... That's going on at the same time. All right, so they it said earlier they were going to Judea. They were actually taking it to Jerusalem. Yeah, they took it to the church in Jerusalem. They oh, that's right, because they were camped right. out. They weren't. They were taking it down there to give them the money. Yeah. So they're just making a short trip to come in and out. They're not hanging gotcha. out while I was. So then Barnabas and Saul, they came back from Jerusalem when they completed their mission of bringing that money, and they brought John Mark with them. Mm. So that's how they pick up John Mark. Okay. Because that's at the house right there where they were all praying. So they yeah. were probably in the house praying for Peter. It when all sense. that happened, yeah, because they they were just coming in on an on, on a way mission, if you will, from Antioch, bringing right. money into these people. And you're going to stay were, with people that you know and right. part of the part of the brotherhood, yeah. So right, we, well, Barnabas he's staying at his cousin's house. Yeah, Barnabas is the True. cousin of Mark. That's yeah. why they're staying. Oh yeah, we're going to you know yeah, staying at Mary's stay. house. That's my you know. Just got a got a couch for you. Right. right. So are yeah. you following all this? Yeah. So then they leave and they go back to Antioch. So they bring the money. And all this is all happening all at that same kind of time. Right. Now, in verse uh, chapter 1, uh, chapter 13, verse 1, I get it backwards. It, <laughs> verse 1 of chapter 13. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets who spoke a new message of God to the people and teachers. Remember, one of the prophets was who? Agabus. Mm -hmm. There was other guys there, too. And they were then teachers. So you have another sect of the ministries. You have prophets, and now we have teachers. Right. See, prophets will just tell you what's up. Teachers make disciples. Make, teach you how to do it. Right. How to understand. Not yeah. just here's what it is. Right? Yeah. And who are the teachers? Were Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, 
remember one of the dudes that came up there even mm-hmm. start the church with Cyrene. It might have been might, him. Could have been, yeah. Manian, who had been brought up with Herod Antipas, the Tetrarch. Mm. So he was like uh, best friends with one of the the mm-hmm. the previous <laughs> previous because it got eaten by <laughs> wasn't that guy that it got eaten by worms, but it was the Tetrarch. It was another one of Herod's family, Antipas. Yeah. And Saul. And while they were yet serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, Paul, for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they had laid their hands on them in approval and dedication and sent them away on their first journey. Mm. So the roadshow begins. It does. And that's how it was. They're in there and they're... They're in prayer and they're ministering. Now, fasting is not just fasting, really. And I, I don't want to get into this too deep, but yeah. fasting is just abstaining from. It's not just not eating. Not it's just abstaining. Just not eating any, it's abstaining yeah. from anything. Like you could say, I'm going to take a break from social media for a week. That's yeah, you a would fast, fast, fast right. social media, right? So probably a good idea. It probably yeah, like forever fast. <laughs> but so forever fast. Forever fast. Um, in. It says it here, and it says fasting and prayer in the in verse three. What's it say in the King James? Does it say prayer uh, and verse three? It says fasted and prayed. Fasted and prayed. Okay, so this is in the new. This is an Old Testament way. You fasted first, and then you prayed. In the New Testament, Jesus said you should pray and then fast. Okay, so kind of pray. Prayer leads into fasting. Lead into what? <clears throat> what to fast sometimes? Right. What or, these guys were, yeah. were they were fasting to set up prayer time. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said that mountain moving faith comes from. Prayer and fasting, not right. fasting and prayer, right? So what we want to do is like, and prayer means private worship. So what they're doing is your private worship time with God will lead into, bleed into you abstaining, you fasting other things. Like for me, like when I was pastoring, I used to like watch a NASCAR. I would be praying on Saturday night for Sunday service. If there was a Saturday night race, I would end up fasting it because my pray, my private worship time was so good that I just didn't leave. The Holy Spirit didn't want me to leave. I didn't leave. So, and then it would bleed over into. So it wasn't like you scheduled. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to pray the, from nine to nine right, to ten, I'm gonna and then skip I'm going to the race and yeah, then pray. You know, yeah. right? And that's, that, that's it just kind of a religious thing. Right? So it's organic, so, is what you're it saying. It is. Right. That's cool. Okay, yeah, makes so, sense. Right. So there, these guys are hanging out and, and pray. And again, there's so much stuff on prayer, but prosukai and prosukamai is the the number one way the, when yeah. you see prayer. There's very few other words for, it's a few times a couple other words. There's actually five words for prayer, but the most, most of the time when you see prayer, it is, what's it in that one, in verse three? Um, It's prosukamai. Right, which yeah. is private to worship. supplicate. With private worship. Mm-hmm. Okay, worship. so, right, yep. supplicate with private worship. So when your supplication means People, it's, this is not asking God for stuff. The word supplication, if you look it up, it means appealing to the highest authority. Hmm. You're appealing to the... Remember, and this is what they were doing when they were all in John Mark's house with Peter. Right. They're praying. They're supplicating. This While private jail, worship. Their private right, worship. the private worship. Yeah. And supplicating to the highest authority. Now, if, if you're not in America, you won't understand this probably, but if you've ever seen football, we have this thing called uh, the replay challenge. Right. The red flag. Right. Where a play happened and you didn't like the way the call happened, so you take out your flag and you supplicate. You throw this red flag on the field and you're appealing to a higher authority who are the people in New York City looking at the game on video. Right. Who can slow it down, look at different angles right. and review it all. That's yeah. what supplication is. I got gotcha. you. Okay. 
So they're appealing to God, the highest authority. Who's the highest? Who's the name above all names? Yeah, Jesus. The name of Jesus, right? Yeah. So you're going to supplicate to the name of Jesus. This is what we want. So I'm not like, oh, God, please help Peter. Oh, help him, help him, help him, help him, help him. God's not going to do one more thing for Peter. Right. Then he, Jesus ain't getting on the cross again. He's not taking stripes again. He's not going into hell again. He's not going to raise it. But what happens is they appeal to get the highest authority in the name of Jesus. Get Peter out of there. We need him. Therefore, you need him. This mm-hmm. is when I supplicate. I'll be like, God, I need this person to fulfill the commission. Like, I need you. Yeah. Like, I need Doug Brown. Right. So if you were in a jam, I'm going to go supplicate. God, I'm your covenant guy here on the earth. I'm your disciple. I'm fulfilling the great commission. I need Doug Brown to help me fulfill the commission. If I need him, then you need him. Because you need me to do my job, and I can't do my job if I don't have Doug Brown at my side. So get him out of that jam. This is what the prayer and supplication oh, looks okay. like. Okay. Are you following that? Yeah. It's not just really like, oh, cool. Jesus, help me. Yeah. Oh, God, your will be done. Right. Whatever your will is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> For some reason, you know, we're martyrs. We're just getting killed all day long. Now they're going to appeal to the highest authority. In the name of Jesus, for me to fulfill the commission, we need Peter. Mm. If we need Peter, you need Peter. Yeah, so, so bust him out. Right. Yeah. Um. And so... These guys are, this is what they're doing is not, they're, they're actually like, they're praying for their people. They're supplicating, appealing to the highest authority of the people that they're teaching, the ones that they're, and this is the church at Antioch. Remember, the disciples were first called Christians. These are the guys that are training those disciples. Yeah. I don't just pray for everybody. Mm. I pray for the ones that I'm assigned to. Mm. These guys were praying for the ones they were assigned to. Yeah, their inner circle. Yeah, whoever yeah. they're assigned, yeah. like their sheep, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. The ones that they're students. They're praying and supplicating for their students, and they're also worshiping at the same time. And all this, it does take time, so it bleeds over into their social media time. It bleeds over into their binge-watching Netflix. It leads over into they didn't, you know, and back then fasting, food was a big deal. It wasn't like you could get a meal together in five minutes. Right. It would take all day to cook a meal. Food prep back then was like, I mean, you had to go, get the chicken, then you had to kill the chicken, then you had to pluck the chicken, then you had to clean the chicken, then you had, right, and then you cook it. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the, you don't pull it out of the freezer and, and put it in the microwave. available, like, you know, in the, right. wherever. Yeah. You don't go through the drive-thru. You got to, that's even Right, more. all right, you're following yeah. all that. Yeah, okay, so, um, these guys are minding their, I want to see, they're minding their own business. Paul, Saul, has been minding his own business for 14 years. Barnabas gets him and says, come up to the church here in Antioch and help me be a teacher. And then he just does that assignment. Mm. And how long we know that they were there for an entire year before they went to Jerusalem and came back. Mm. So now you're 15 years. He's just minding his business. He's not, he hasn't been sent to the other. Remember what his original thing was, is that she's going to go and uh, yeah. preach my name to the Gentiles. He's going to experience many great things for my name. After this dramatic experience, right? And it's then like nothing years, really right, happens. Nothing for fifteen years. Yeah. And then while the, and then whatever the trigger was, it's time to go now. Was, this is the thing, and people be like, "Well, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait." You got to understand why did. Why did God wait till the night before, before he came down and smacked Peter with the angel, smacked Peter and said, let's go? We don't know. We don't know. But we do yeah. know that there's a lot of pieces moving around. Stop being so myopic to just worry. Peter's like, maybe, Peter's asleep. He wasn't worried about maybe it. Maybe Paul 
and Barnabas hadn't arrived until they that day. They might not have arrived till that day. And there's another piece, and there's another piece. Another piece, and another piece. piece. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, you just the don't believers know. might not have been in that. Right. So this is the thing with you don't know, and we I only don't have know. our view through our own myopic lens. That's it. Right. It's myopic. And yeah. I'm not the only, just like Elijah. Remember, oh, God, I'm the only one. He's like, listen, I got 7,000 yeah. others you don't Calm even know down, about. <laughs> right. So this is the thing. Try to get that, try to look at it from God's point of view. You don't know what you don't know. These are unknown unknowns. God's moving pieces around, but this is the never shifting trust part. I got to trust God that he's moving all the pieces around so that when he says go, that it won't take the angel slapping me on the head. If you just put the flashlight in my face, I'd wake up. <laughs> Not wait till you slap me and then say, let's go, you know, drag me out of there. Yeah. Right? We want to be quick to move. But again, don't go too fast and don't go too slow. Mm. Remember that last season about walking with the Lord. Just right. keep doing your nine. This is Paul doing his nine things. Because you never know when that moment's going to come. You don't know. Yeah. And when God says go, there's a really tight window. Yeah. He has a million pieces or more. There's a billion people on the planet, right? There's so many parts moving that he, right? That's why it's all about positioning with it. You got to be quick to be obedient because yeah. you might miss your window. Right, right. Are you following that? I'm with you. Yeah, 100%. This is a, a big deal because the whole thing is you got to be, I'm always ready to go. I'm always available to go. Yeah. But I don't, but my flesh wants to go. Yeah, it wants to do it like yesterday. Right. Like hurry up. Man. On your own time. And your you own feel like, agenda. oh, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. Doing I'm nothing. just stuck in a holding pattern. Yeah. Right? While you're doing that, then continue to do the nine things. Right. The nine things. Diligence. Mm-hmm. Faith. Mm-hmm. Virtue, valor, yeah, knowledge, yeah, knowledge, mm-hmm. temperance, self-discipline, patience—the quality that refuses to give up. Right, godliness, being just like God, not doing it the world's way, but attuning mm-hmm. yourself to doing it God's way. Not looking at people the way the world looks at people. Mm-hmm. Not looking at the system through world's eyes. Right. right, this you could spend a lot of time doing that one. Right, then brotherly kindness, and then agape, and then spin the wheel again. Are you following that? Mm-hmm. And this is right because. People, when we say, you know, go ye into all the world, it's like, as you go into the world, make disciples. Paul's doing that. And you could argue if you're not doing that in that kind of holding pattern, waiting time, when you do get the call, you're not going to be as effective as if you did. Well, you're not right? going gonna to get the call. Now, yeah, well, that's true. Because here, when you, and I hear Christians, you know, God will never give you more than you can bear. Right? I'm guessing that's not true. No, it is true. It's a hundred percent true. But they think that it's going to be like he gave me this cancer and he wouldn't give oh, me more than I regard. could bear. Yeah, right. Oh, God's yeah. putting me through this trial. He wouldn't give me more than I could bear. No, well, let's like flip that. Okay, you're not going to be if you couldn't bear. And we find out here that John Mark could not bear the stuff that was going to happen on this missionary journey. So he leaves almost immediately. Mm. It was more than he could bear. And that's when Paul and Barnabas have this fight about John Mark. Paul's like, I'm not taking him again. He bailed on us. Yeah. yeah. So they split, and Paul picks up Silas, and Barnabas takes John Mark. Now, John Mark eventually gets his stuff together, grows up and matures because Paul says, hey, you know, bring me John Mark. Uh, He's profitable for me. Yeah. Okay, and and then he writes the book of Mark. (laughs) Right, so, but you, if you can't handle going to the uttermost parts of the earth, then you're not going to. God will not tell you, less, you're not going to get the call. So we don't have all, the, we don't, like I said before, we don't all have the same assignment. And, and, and it's why it's kind of according to our own abilities and what we're willing to do. And what do you write? The parable obey, of the right? talents. Yeah. Right? Are you going to yeah. hide your talent yeah. and you're just going to like keep your head down and die? You're, you're not going, you're, you're, you're burying your talent 
then God can't use you. Right. If you're the two-talent guy that doubles it to another two talents, God's going to say, well done, and they mm-hmm. put you in, right? Or you're the five-talent guy, and you turn it into ten talents. Mm-hmm. Then they take the one from the one that buried it and give it to the guy with ten, right? So this is how the kingdom operates. Do your assignment what you are, and do it well. Maximum effort. Be excellent in whatever your assignment was. Paul's original assignment, right, was to go into the desert and learn from Jesus for three years. He did that really, really well, What you find out when you read all of his epistles. Next part of the assignment was go back to Tarsus and stay there for 10 years. Learn, uh, go to the university, learn all the Greek philosophy, Greek rhetoric. If you read Paul's writings, he, you know he had to go to those. He uses right. those vehicles, mm-hmm. those tools that he learned from college in writing the books that he wrote. And also, you're a tent maker, so just keep doing the family business. Mm. That's his assignment. He does it for 10 years. Then he gets called up to be a teacher with Barnabas, and he goes, and it's an entire year goes by with nothing happening before Agabus shows up. An entire year, and he's just doing the assignment with excellence. Right. Whatever your assignment is right now, do it with excellence, because if you're faithful and little, you'll get more. God will not give you more than you can bear. If you can't be faithful in the little thing, there's no way you're going to have this worldwide impact. Are you following mm-hmm. that? Let's take it to the business world. If you can't handle being an excellent employee, there's no way that you should be running a business. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. And if you can't run a small business, you're not going to run a giant empire. Right. If you look at all the guys, like even Jeff Bezos, he started in his garage, right? <laughs> they grow with it. Right. Even the world gets this. You don't just put somebody in charge of a, you know, yeah, $134 billion empire. Right. You grow into it. This is the same. You have to grow into these things. So be faithful to do your assignment because God will not give you more than you can bear, which means you ain't getting promoted beyond where you could bear. Mm-hmm. But it's our ability to get more skill, more knowledge through the, the nine things of right. walking with the Lord to be able to enhance our ability Correct. To, do, to get to get more Correct. assignments, right? So if you feel yeah, like yeah. you're doing nothing, then are you, you know your yeah. flesh wants action. Step up your game, right? Step up your game and getting knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you should be. Re- we have. I think this is our. I don't know. Forty something. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. There's forty of these things up here. That's f- at least forty hours. That's an right. entire work week where you're doing nothing. Plug these things in, right. and not even to mention my other stuff. I mean, there's five yeah. years worth of content up there, right? So. This is incre- right and increase your and then practice these things. Practice that's the discipleship part. You have to you have to practice daily. Consist so you got to have a commitment. There's not levels of commitment. You either is or you isn't committed. Mm. <laughs> you got to be all in with this. Then you got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Day in and day out. That's the self discipline. And then the patience is the quality that refuses to give up. No matter what it looks like, or no matter what I feel like, no matter what I'm tired today, I'm lazy, or I feel depressed, or I nope, I get up and I do my nine things. Nope, I get up and I operate in the basis of the name of Jesus. Every day I'm looking, I'm available, I'm ready. And if I can't lay hands on somebody who has the flu or a cold and have them recover, you're probably not going to walk into the leper colony, right, and go to work. Gotcha. God's not going to yeah. send you there. Yeah. yeah. If you can't believe to get sniffles, right, and mosquito bites healed, like, pri- you know, what is it, uh, the uh, oak, the poison oak or yeah, poison yeah, ivy yeah. rash healed, then you're probably not going to be able to get cancer tumors to fall off. Right. Are, are you following this? Right. So this is what Paul, I, I don't want to, like, 
gloss over this because we would just like, oh, there's chapter in this chapter, and then there's Paul. No, you're He's right. off on his journey. And we'll pick up on you know the next the next stage and the next episode. But what kind of it seems like what we've been setting up for in this was these were breakthrough moments for these guys. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like the highlight Peter. reel. I told yeah. you that before. It's the highlight yeah. reel. But this, especially with Peter, where it's like he finally gets it. Like, dude, I'm getting you out of jail. Get out of here. Get go, out of go here. Tell these go. guys what happened. Tell James, right. and then. Go, go get to work. And Paul, the same thing. He's been sitting around waiting. They do this thing in Antioch for a while, and then finally it's like, okay, we're ready. To, like, these were breakthrough moments. Right, and these things had, Paul had to have It was a culmination, this, right? right? And it he wasn't needed like it this 15 years, because yeah. as we buckle buckle up, because on these journeys, yeah. it's, it's, it's a rough ride. The real work is be, like, about to begin. The reason that Paul yeah. and Barnabas went to this because and the reason he picked Paul to do it because nobody else was going to do it. Right. The reason that Jesus interrupted Paul's life on the way to Damascus 14 15 years ago because yeah. he needed a guy and these 15 years are getting him ready. So now when he hits the ground running, this is why John Mark leaves. He's like, "Uh-uh. I am in over my head." Yeah. I can't yeah. handle this because you're going to get beaten. You're going to get imprisoned. They're going to try to kill you. They cancel you. You're infamous everywhere you go that they're they're you're disrupting society. You're disrupting cultural norms, both the mm. Jew and the Gentile. Mm-hmm. They're going to call you atheist because you're in, but you're not. A, you're not a pantheist. You're and a pagan, and you're not the Jewish people anymore. What are you? We're just something we've completely out of the box. And he pays a massive price in his body for this. He's going to get beaten. He's going to get stoned. He's going to get jailed. Right on and on. Yeah. If he didn't have it, when you when God tells you to go, and again, he won't give you more than you could bear. That's why he picked Paul. And not somebody else. Somebody else. That's why right. Peter isn't doing it. Right. Right. <laughs> and I used to say this when I, you know, I was the agent in charge of, you know, Nancy Pelosi's detail. I protected mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton. And I would have Christians tell me, well, I just couldn't be with them. They're pro-choice. They're pro-abortion. I'm like, yeah, and that's why God picked me to do it and not you, because mm-hmm. you couldn't do it and I can. Not being a jerk about it, no, but that's but the truth. That's why sense. you get the assignments. Right. You get the assignments that you can handle. Why did God pick Joseph? Why did God pick Abraham? Why did God pick David? Why did God pick Mary? You know, to be the, because these are the people that would do it. Mm. He picks. He never he gives knew their you heart, more, knows their hearts, right? And how right, and he's how not going to give you and more their track than you record. Correct. And, yeah. Are you following that? Yeah. So be faithful wherever you are in fulfilling the commission. You don't have to, and and be like, well, that's for missionaries, and that's where we started, right? In the name of Jesus, where the commission is for somebody else. No, it's for wherever you are. When you walk into work, whatever your work is, or if it's school, and just be looking for a chance, an opportunity to infuse power of the name of Jesus into somebody. Mm. You know, somebody got, you know, sick with the COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey, I can, you don't have to have that. There's healing available. Preach in the name of Jesus. I can lay my hands on you, and you could recover from that. Do you want me to? Mm-hmm. Remember, we're trying to get yeah, them to just expect like, something. Come here, let me grab you. No, remember, we, they yeah, have to, they need they to be have received. To expect, right? yeah. they, remember, we've talked about all this mm-hmm. before, but this is the culmination of it, yeah. right? So, so that's wherever you are. And then when they do receive, we don't just leave them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the homeless. I don't just give you money and walk off. I'm going to right. That's what Tabitha did. He, she was teaching them, making disciples. That's the commission. So I'm going to help you to have a better life, help you get a hold of the redemptive package. Not only do I interrupt whatever sickness or anxiety or depression, suicidal thoughts or lack, I'm going to interrupt that with the name of Jesus, but I'm not going to just leave you then. I want to bring you along so that you can 
have a better, and then become a disciple yourself. So then you could go interrupt somebody else's right. sickness and poverty with right. the name of Jesus. Are you following? That's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. That's a Christian. Mm. Somebody who walks and interrupts somebody's misery and pain and adversity and affliction and calamity and lack and poverty. We interrupt all that with an infusion of the power of the name of Jesus, the anointing of Christ. Mm. Now you're a Christian. Mm. That's awesome, dude. So much fun. That's awesome. Thank you for going through that. That's, um, wow, good stuff. Well, that'll wrap up uh, this episode. Great discussion as always. Appreciate uh, the insight. And I'm, I'm looking forward to go back and listen to this one a couple more times. I think. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of stuff we unpack. Uh, if you have any questions, um, of course, you can contract, uh, contact Andrew or Doug through uh, email, uh, logosuncovered at gmail.com. That's logosuncovered at gmail.com. Any questions, uh, you know, concerns, something maybe you missed or thought that we didn't cover, whatever, just hit us up at email. And uh, until, But be nice. But be nice. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'll, I'll forward all the mean stuff to Andrew. I know, you know I won't put that out. But uh, yeah. we look forward to the next discussion, next episode. Um, until then, hope everybody has a great, uh, great day, great week. And we will catch you next time on Logos Uncovered. Bye for now.